Hello and welcome back to season two of the Five Star Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Arwen from Even Star Wellbeing and I'm delighted to be here as your host. This season we'll continue to, of course, focus on your well-being and all aspects of that, including Even Star Five Star Wellbeing, which covers food, sleep, movement, surroundings, and being. And being, in case you're wondering, is absolutely everything else everything I view as a holistic way to improve your health and well-being I am currently training in medical astrology to add that feather to my cap and I'm delighted to bring you some feature episodes on astrology and the zodiac and uh, also continue to interview other experts and specialists in different areas of well-being. I really hope you enjoy this series. Please make sure that you share it and rate it and that will help other people to find it. Thank you so much and be well. Well, hello and welcome to Virgo season. We're just a couple of weeks into this season when this episode goes live and it is a really long season. It goes for more than a month and a half. So you're going to learn all about Virgo. Do you know any Virgos? You're going to learn about their personality traits and then we're also going to dive really deep into the health and well-being aspects of Virgo and what somebody who's got lots of Virgo energy may need to be on the lookout for. We'll talk about their body types, the body parts that are ruled by Virgo, the sixth house in the astrology wheel and the sixth house is our house of health and well-being and this is the house that Virgo rules so it plays a really big part in health and well-being Virgo. I'll tell you the particular ailments that can be problems for Virgo people as well as of course remedies and lifestyle medicines for them including foods, herbs and essential oils. I hope that you really enjoy this episode and find it really useful. Well hello everybody and welcome to Virgo season. So we are up to the sixth in our series of the zodiac and so we're almost halfway through and once you get to halfway through something you really understand it, you really want to make it better and that is the energy of Virgo season. So working, striving towards improving, towards honing something, towards refining it. That is what this season is all about. Please do be aware that I do work with the sidereal zodiac. So this is a way of looking at the planets and the stars based on where they actually are at the time that you're considering them and does make things a little bit different to tropical Western astrology, which is the most common form of astrology that you'll come across. If you would like to understand a bit more about this, I would encourage you to hop on over to my 
astrology for well-being page on my website and that will give you a lot more of an explanation about sidereal astrology and I did also cover it in the first of this series all about Aries so I'm not going to cover all of that again now but just so that you understand the dates that the sidereal calendar looks at being as Virgo season are quite different to that in tropical western astrology. So Virgo season for us and what this is based on is the period of time that the sun actually rises in the sign of Virgo, in the constellation of Virgo. The sun is actually in that constellation for more than a month and a half because it is a massive constellation. So the dates for Virgo in sidereal astrology are the 16th of September all the way through to the 4th of November. And these dates, if you do have a look, a bit more of a look into sidereal astrology, are not set in stone either. Over a period of 72 years, the dates will change by perhaps about a day as the constellation and the view of the constellation changes by about a degree. So who really needs to hear this information today? people who are born between those dates that I've just mentioned and in fact I would even go back to people who are born on September the 15th depending on how old you are that may may have been a time because the dates do change very gradually that may have been a time when the sun was rising in Virgo so just hop on over to my website and you can check in with me to confirm that for yourself if that is you but anyway we're mainly considering dates between the 15th of September and the 4th of November if you were born between those dates that means that your sun the sun in your chart was in the sign of Virgo and you identify as a Virgo. So you probably see yourself as quite an analytical person, very meticulous and also very helpful to others. If you know your astrology chart, if you have a copy of your astrology chart and you can read it enough to determine where your moon and where your ascendant or your rising sign are, or perhaps you've been told these things before, or you could hop onto an astrology app to check then you will find this information really pertinent as well if either your moon or your ascendant are in Virgo. So if your moon is in Virgo, this means that you need to feel Virgo qualities to have full emotional well-being and fulfillment. You need to feel needed by others. You also definitely need order and security. If your ascendant is in Virgo, this means this is the sign. So Virgo is the sign that was on the eastern horizon when you were born. And that is what you are becoming or developing through this life. Now, again, depending on how far you are through your life, you may have already achieved these things. But if you're a bit younger, you may still be working towards it. So Virgo rising means you're working towards mastery. You're developing also humility and practicality and also the other thing we want to consider from your astrology chart if you have it or you know it is whether you have Virgo on the cusp of your sixth house or indeed anywhere in your sixth house this is the house of health and well-being now in astrology 
There are 12 houses and they each refer to areas of life. And so this sixth one is the area of life to do with our health and well-being and some other things as well. But this is why this is what I'm considering in this information because my practice is all about people's health and well-being. So if you have Virgo on the cusp of your sixth house or in your sixth house, then this information is pertinent for you as well. So if you'd like to find out any of those things for yourself um, or indeed what you do have in your sixth house, then please feel free to book in to do a reading with me. I'm still offering them currently for just 30 Australian dollars and that price can't last. But at the moment, I've just been too busy doing them to change over the price. So um, hop on over and book in to do a reading with me and I can tell you all about exactly what the situation is for you personally. Okay, so the other thing obviously is if you have a significant person in your life who is a Virgo, a Virgo sun, moon or rising, then this may well be really useful information for you. So Virgo is the second of the earth signs in the zodiac. The first one, which we've already talked about before, was Taurus. Uh, it's a real feed on the ground energy. It's sensible, it's organised. If you want more information about the earth element, then I'd suggest you hop back to the Taurus piece and check out, there's a bit more detail in there about earth. So as I said, Virgo, very earthy. So it's got a great drive to be practical, to be methodical, working towards improvement, constantly striving for improvement and ultimately for perfection. So this is where we feel the mutable modality of Virgo. It has a sense of movement, so it's constantly on an upward trajectory. As opposed to Taurus, the other earth sign we've looked at so far, who really just wants to stay put, to stay at home with his creature comforts. So that's mutable earth, which is Virgo. We also like to talk about um, the Virgo. So I talk about Virgo season being the part of the year where the sun rises in Virgo. But in tropical Western astrology, there's still a really strong association made between the seasons and the zodiac. This often only works well in the northern hemisphere. And so Virgo season in this context is the transition from summer to autumn. In sidereal astrology, so with the dates that I've spoken about, this would actually place Virgo season in the middle of autumn. In the Northern Hemisphere, of course, in the middle of spring here in the Southern Hemisphere. I do feel like this energy works with these seasons because um, it's kind of that fixed, thinking of fixed, although Virgo is mutable, meaning movement, but it's in that, that fixed period, so it's in the middle of the spring or the autumn. And Virgo is going to do whatever it does the best it possibly can. So it's going to be the most autumny autumn, or it's going to be the most springy part of spring when we're in Virgo season. But it's got that mutable mode and it's working towards change 
as in the change of the season. So to me, that kind of works with the Virgo energy. The earth element, obviously, which is Virgo as well, works well for either spring or autumn. So in spring, we're thinking earth, we're thinking new life springing from the earth. And then in autumn, the opposite, we're thinking of old growth returning to the earth. Virgo is ruled by the planet Mercury and we've had another sign that was ruled by Mercury. The previous one was Gemini and again you can go back and check that out as well. Mercury is the only planet in modern astrology to rule two constellations or two signs. In traditional astrology before the newer planets of Uranus, Pluto and Neptune were discovered there were several planets that ruled two constellations and many astrologers still use these traditional rulers or they may use the traditional rulers and the modern rulers. I'll often look at both depending on what energy we're getting at. So Mercury, the planet that rules Virgo, is all about thinking as we learnt in Gemini and Virgo certainly does a lot of thinking. But instead of the Gemini thinking system of what's next, it's constantly looking around for what's next, what can I do now, what's different, what am I going to go after next? Uh, the Virgo thinking system is much more about what can be improved. So it's not looking around for something new, it's looking deep into the thing that's in front of it and working out how it can improve or make that thing better. The symbol of Virgo is the Virgin. So she's often depicted with a sheaf of wheat to symbolize the harvest, which, as I mentioned before, with the seasonal aspect of Virgo in the Northern Hemisphere, it's harvest time when it's Virgo season. Really, the Virgin symbolizes the purity and perfection that Virgo seeks. Virgo is the divine feminine, the cosmic mother, and the constellation of Virgo in the sky, if you look on an astronomy app or with a telescope or binoculars perhaps even, the constellation of Virgo is actually surrounded by dozens of baby stars. So I've mentioned a little bit before about the sixth house uh, because this is the house of health and well-being. And in fact, this is the house that Virgo rules. So each of the signs, each of the constellations rules one of the houses. And what that really means is it's very comfortable in this house. It has a natural affinity to this house. Virgo um, rules this sixth house. So Virgo is all about daily work and routines. And as I keep saying, moving moving on and up and improving things. So the daily work and routines comes into the sixth house. That's what this house is about, as well as being about our health and well-being. Um, what signs and planets you have in your sixth house are going to be really important and give you lots of information about your own well-being, how easy it is for you to be well and healthy and which areas of your body may be impacted by ailments. So that is something that is a key part of medical astrology and the medical astrology readings that I do. 
Each sign of the zodiac also has a particular body type associated with it. This is largely based on the elements, meaning that all earth signs such as Ergo will have a similar body type. With earth, that's generally quite solid. So it's strong, it's compact, it's heavy. However, it seems that in fact Virgo is outside of the mold with that. So Virgos are often, they're probably still pretty strong, um, but they're often quite thin. So that's kind of that wiry build rather than solid and compact. Due to their mutable mode, which I've spoken about, Virgos can tend to suffer from many ailments. So mutability tends to mean that people do get a lot of illnesses, but they also recover from them quickly. So it doesn't tend to result in chronic illness so much. The earthiness of the sign does give it a fairly strong constitution. Um, so its underlying um, constitutional health of Virgo is going to be pretty strong. Um, but their physical well-being and mental well-being is definitely governed by their emotional health their emotional state so their bodies are quite sensitive to external inputs so food sensitivities or food intolerances really come in for Virgo types and internal inputs such as worry or anxiety as well so there'll be there'll be lots of physical things going on when these kinds of um, worries when worry or anxiety or stress comes into play in a Virgo life um, many people do have a body type that is equivalent to their rising sign, their ascendant. So if you're a Virgo ascendant, it may be that you look more like a Virgo than if you're a Virgo sun. Um, but it often can also be the, the biggest element that makes up your chart. So if you're mainly earth, then you might tend to towards that more compact solid build. If you're mainly air, then you're more likely to tend towards a thin, wispy kind of build. Um, look, this is um, not terribly scientific, so I find that it doesn't always work, but it's interesting when it does. From the Eastern medical point of view, Virgo's constitution tends to be cold and dry. Now, interestingly, with the way that Virgo is, more than any other sign we've looked at so far, Virgo will really benefit from a holistic approach to health and well-being, such as what I'm going to discuss below. Virgo rules a number of body parts, as do each of the constellations. Virgo rules the small intestine, the solar plexus, the pancreas, and the autonomic nervous system. So that is your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. In colloquial terms, this is your fight or flight versus your rest and digest. What this means is that Virgo can tend towards ailments in these areas and some common ailments for Virgo types are diarrhea, constipation, as I mentioned before, food sensitivities, hypoglycemia, sacral issues, so problems with the sacrum, that part of the spine, irritable bowel syndrome and anxiety. 
I also love to talk about and think about the relationship between the constellations and the seven essential energies or chakras as they're most commonly known. So for me, Virgo has strong connections to the third essential energy, the power energy center, as I like to call it, otherwise known as the, the solar plexus chakra or the third chakra, and also the fourth energy center so the love energy and this is most commonly known as the heart chakra so the power energy is the energy of analysis and perfectionism very virgo and the love energy is the energy that allows us to value being needed and um, required to be of service to others so let's talk about some even star, five star well-being approaches for Virgo. So we'll cover the five aspects. So the first one being movement. Virgos do tend to move a lot. They're always fighting against chaos, not always winning. So kind of that um, very common image of a Virgo as somebody who's quite neurotic and neat and tidy and clean is not necessarily true so they're always trying to achieve that they like they feel comfortable in that kind of surrounding but they can't always achieve it for themselves but anyway this causes generally a lot of movement with Virgo they're not going to be kind of slothful lazy people who sit around a lot of the time um, so what would be good to sort of counterbalance this excessive mental energy of Virgo though would be slow mindful movements. So things like yoga, tai chi, even pilates, qigong and even just mindful walking would be great for Virgo energy. The second aspect is sleep. Virgo loves and needs routine and this is really important for sleep. The problem for Virgo and sleep is they can get caught up on their work or whatever it is they're, they're doing to achieve perfection in something and kind of forget to sleep or don't prioritize sleep enough. So it is really important for them to do that and to have a really good sleep routine. Otherwise, they're just going to become extremely depleted energetically. The third aspect of five-star well-being I like to just call being. So it really covers everything else that we don't cover in the other four aspects. And for Virgos, they really need some time to, to, for themselves to and for themselves. Um, they are always helping others, always serving others, and they need to make sure that they're giving themselves a bit of time to just be, to just do something that they really love doing. For Virgo skin, um, exfoliation can be really beneficial. Look, it's great for everyone, but especially for Virgos, that's just something that really helps to improve their detoxification pathways. There are a number of therapies that are particularly good for Virgos. Counseling, hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming are all really beneficial. And then, as always, there's a bark flower that has been assigned to this constellation, and that one is Centauri. There's a number of others that are useful as well, so please reach out to me if you'd like to find out about some more. Then let's move on to our fourth aspect, food. 
Cooking is often something that Virgos really love. They just need to be careful that they're not being too perfectionistic when cooking as well. Be relaxed about it. Use it as a time to be creative rather than a time to make the most perfect meal ever. As long as it's nutritious, that's all you need to care about. Routines in eating are also really important for Virgo. So what they're eating they tend to be better eating the same kinds of things or eating in a pattern where, you know, Monday they eat one thing, Tuesday another thing, etc. Um, they're very good at following strict eating plans. Um, so, yeah, routine. They need to also make sure with this that they don't forget to eat again when they're really focused on, on something, on making something better. They need to prioritise eating regular meals. Avoiding excess sugar, very important for Virgos because they've got that risk of having blood sugar problems. Well-cooked foods tend to be best for Virgo. They've got that um, cold and dry kind of energy about them, so nice well-cooked foods are good, and they need to chew them well. Bitter foods are especially good for Virgos, so that includes things like artichoke, broccoli, radicchio, rocket, white asparagus, endive, kale, eggplant, citrus fruits, and chocolate. Chocolate, I know, bonus. So with chocolate, obviously making sure you're getting some beautiful quality dark chocolate and with not much sugar added to it. Yogurt and probiotic foods, so really to support that kind of um, intestinal sensitivity of the Virgos. So kefir, kimchi, sauerkraut, pickles are all going to be really good. And potassium sulfate food, so that's a mineral that can tend to be particularly easily depleted in Virgos. So eating things like celery, tomato, olives... Brussels sprouts, beetroot, apples, hazelnuts, lemons, parsnips, chicory, figs and dates. Some other good foods for Virgos are wheat if it's tolerated, rye, oats, cheese again if tolerated and I would suggest perhaps in looking into some sheep or goat's milk cheese if that's something that you do want to eat. Almonds and alfalfa. There are some great herbs as well, so some to include in your foods are mint, rosemary and dandelion. And then there's a number of others that are really good to use in teas. Again, dandelion you can use as a tea, fennel, peppermint, valerian, nettle, ginger, chamomile and lemon balm. Okay, and our fifth aspect is surroundings. Virgos need peaceful, beautiful surroundings to recover from illness or just from life. They like things to look beautiful around them. The other thing that I love to suggest for you are essential oils that are going to be great for supporting Virgo energy. And there are more descriptions in my blog, but the ones that I would recommend are cypress, cilantro, bergamot, grapefruit, oregano, red mandarin, tangerine and wintergreen. So don't forget if you would like to find out how Virgo impacts your chart personally then please do book in to have a reading with me or if you just want to find out what aspects, what things do 
uh, affect you, then the medical astrology reading is a great way to look into your well-being, to get some insights into where potential areas of weakness are for you, where you've got great strengths in your health and well-being, and also the best way to proactively manage it. In the meantime, please be well. There you go, Virgos. Well, that was by no means perfect, but I hope that you will find it good enough. All the links and things that I mentioned during the episode are to be found in the show notes, so please hop on over to them if you would like to get any further information. As always, I would also really appreciate it if you would rate this podcast so that it helps other people to find it. I hope that you enjoy the rest of Virgo season. It's certainly a time for getting really good at something, so I hope you have the opportunity to do that, and I will look forward to talking to you again next time. Take care, be safe, and be well.